The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 241. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last week in episode 240, I talked about how to maximize your recharging. This week, I'm uncovering the secrets and psychology of perfectionism and how to leverage the upside of excellence without the harsh, paralyzing downsides. So let's dive in. I want to kick off by defining perfectionism. In psychology, perfectionism is about the tendency or trait of striving towards flawlessness and perfection, along with self-criticism and concerns about criticism from others. Perfectionism has two components in essence a drive to ultimate excellence, and a drive to avoid ego-bruising criticism. My goal is to help you sharpen the edge you wield in the world and blunt the edge that can hit you. In other words, how to maximize your drive to ultimate excellence and reduce the blows to your ego or need to avoid ego-bruising criticism. And by the way, the drive to avoid ego-bruising criticism has a two-pronged strategy. Number one, take the wind out of the sails of other people by doing it to yourself before anyone else can. That's one aspect of the self-criticism piece, even though there's a little bit more inside there that we'll get to later. And the second is to assume and imagine others are thinking the same towards you. In other words, other people are likely to or may criticize you the way you are doing in your own head already. Ironically, both of those can bruise your ego harder than anyone else possibly could. And I'll bet you're wondering how to sharpen the edge that you wield in the world with your perfectionism and blunt the edge that can hit you. How do you keep moving towards excellence without hammering and paralyzing yourself? And here's my secret for you. Your perfectionism, at its very core, is your drive for excellence. Don't try to get rid of it. Never let go of doing better, improving your work, and the results you get for your clients and making your brand, whether personal or business, synonymous with the highest of excellence. Instead, learn how to leverage it by channeling it. It's helpful to start by breaking down perfectionism with the Pareto principle, which is also known as the 80-20 rule. 
And that says that 80% of outcomes are the result of 20% of causes. When applied in business and leadership, it often says focus on the 20% of efforts, of actions that are going to get you 80% of results. But here's how the trap of perfectionism gets in your way. You spend time working on something and it's gotten to a solid place, even though perhaps your perfectionism won't let you see that just yet. Let's say for the sake of easy numbers that you spent 20 hours working on something. And then your drive for excellence kicks in, your perfectionism kicks in, and you just can't stop working on it. So you spend another 80 hours procrastinating, worrying, going over and over and over it and trying to hone it to perfection before shipping it out or moving it forward. But if you just shipped it out after 20 hours of work, you could have received feedback sooner and used that feedback with another 20 hours of work to make it twice as good. Now, the 80-20 rule isn't always hard and fast, but it helps to understand how significant diminishing returns really are and how focus on the few parts that really matter is going to make the biggest of differences. Here's another somewhat similar example. The U.S. military has a dictate. Plan to 70% and then go. Because absolutely no plan stays 100% completely, perfectly intact on the battlefield. You just can't predict everything. That was a very costly lesson for the military to learn. It took repeated attempts over decades trying to perfect strategies, plans, deployments, only to have the most detailed, well-thought-out, step-by-step, bulletproof plan fall apart right in the middle of a mission. It was hard-learned and hard-earned wisdom. But just by shifting out of trying to plan every moment and possibility to a T was itself freeing and success-driving. When the focus shifted to what really matters, leadership started working to empower the boots on the ground to improvise, adapt, and make decisions in the moment that ultimately skyrocketed the likelihood of success. In other words, instead of focusing on everything going quote-unquote according to plan, they focused on being prepared, clear about the desired outcome or goals, and working flexibly towards them. So. Start with your drive to excellence. Push to get a 70% product plan or process out there as soon as possible. I know what perfectionism is going to say, but it won't go perfect. You'll get criticized. Your reputation is at stake. Your entire identity and future is at stake here. And so you have to get it just right. Or maybe in the slightly less obvious, sometimes more sneaky version of questions. What if it doesn't work out as well as I thought? or at all? What will my partner, my family, my friends say? What are my customers going to say? What if people find out and laugh at me or think I'll never make it? And what if, what if they just might be right? That barrage of thoughts and questions often has three results. One, you expect and project that whatever you do won't be good enough even after you keep trying to improve and make it better. That's one of the traps of perfectionism. Number two, you expect and project that other people 
will attach your first efforts or that first version of the product to you forever. And number three, you expect and project that your less than good enough result and others' judgment will define, trap, and even haunt you and keep you in that place forever. That's a lot at stake, so no wonder it's so hard to let go of. And here's my secret for you. Your perfectionism is your drive for excellence. I know I've said that before. It's just that important. So I'll say it again. Your perfectionism is your drive for excellence. Don't try to let go of everything. Never let go of doing better, improving your work, and the results you get for your clients. And keep focusing on making your brand, personal or business, synonymous with the highest of excellence. What you really need is to shift some of those expectations and projections. Shift over some of those assumptions and how you think, process, perceive, and make decisions around them. So here are three things you can intentionally work towards and remind yourself of that will help you leverage that drive to excellence part of perfectionism without the harshest downsides. Number one, nobody starts with perfection. We all, every single one of us, work up to it. No human in history, as far as I'm aware, was born walking talking, writing, doing accounting, and running a business. Definitely not right out of the womb. We had to learn every step of the way, and every phase was starting at the beginning of something we are not great at. If you've ever watched an infant or toddler learning to walk, talk, run, jump, you'll see it and you'll know it. So remind yourself generously and repeatedly, nobody starts with perfection. We all work up to it. That's the process of life, and that's the process in business, and that's the process of high performance and high excellence. Number two, you will receive feedback on how you can improve. Pretty much always, you can count on it. Sometimes you may have to look for it or read between the lines to extract a nugget that you can really use. And sometimes it will be blunt like a bat to the face. And I know that that can be challenging. It can be really uncomfortable. And that actually segues right into number three. As long as you are able to take feedback as an opportunity to make an improvement whether a scathing review, an irate customer, or a frustrated partner, you can continue to work on, iterate, and improve. Over the long haul, you're well on your path to perfection. With the final 20%, 30%, whatever, you aren't giving it up. You're shifting your perspective and taking a long view. And here's why I want to come back to the self-criticism part of perfectionism. The harsh judgments and questions about yourself is just having your critical thinking dialed up to 100 and that being turned inward onto yourself. What you can do is actually separate the part 
that's attacking yourself from the critical thinking. Recognize that critical thinking is the most powerful tool that we as humans have to solve problems, make improvements, and innovate. In other words, critical thinking, the same critical thinking that your perfectionism dials up, may actually be trying to help you solve problems, make improvements, innovate, and move towards perfection. It's just being directed at your identity, your sense of self, instead of fueling your ability to overcome challenges, make improvements, innovate, and move towards excellence. So start to harness your perfectionistic critical thinking by taking it by the horns and pointing it to the best target, opportunities for growth and excellence. 70% to get out the door right now, two months, two years, two decades to get it out into the real world, get feedback and make constant, repeated, consistent improvements. In other words, the one belief shift you need to make in order to leverage your perfectionism without getting stuck in paralysis is to start strong, then take a longer view. I want to say this again, because it's just that important. And so I'm going to hammer it just as much as your perfectionism hammers that self-criticism. Your perfectionism is your drive for excellence. Don't try to let go of everything. Never let go of doing better, improving your work and the results you get for your clients and making your brand, personal or business, synonymous with the highest of excellence standards. And whenever perfectionism shows up, remind it that you are going to get feedback and have to iterate anyways. So you're actually speeding up the process when you get your 70 to 80% up and out the door. It gets you feedback sooner. It gets improvement moving faster. It gets your future in line with excellence. So let your perfectionism fuel an obsession, the obsession to constantly improve, make better, reach for excellence and beyond. Give yourself the time by starting with a 70% plan and then hitting go, and then take every opportunity to listen to feedback and to listen for feedback so you can continue to improve over and over and over again. Give yourself the gift of growth over time and recognize the inevitable outcome will be just about perfection. And hopefully, at the end of this episode, what you've come is to see your perfectionism not as something that's just trying to trip you up, but as something that is there to drive you toward excellence and even hand you the critical thinking tools and dial it up to 100. All you need is to take that by the horns, direct it to the right target, and think in that longer view. And once you're doing that, you are now leveraging perfectionism to drive the excellence that it was always there to do. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. 
The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.